0: In Lebanon, the Syrian regime has supported jihadists through the Fatah al-Islam group. This group has been particularly active in the Nahur al-Barid refugee camp near Tripoli in the north of the country. Here there were violent clashes between the movement and the Lebanese army in the summer of 2007, in the course of which the camp was set on fire and more than 200 people died, including 134 Lebanese soldiers. According to Thomas Pierre, the aim was, to maintain a state of chaos in Lebanon under Fuad Signora's administration, which is seen as a source of destabilization for the Syrian regime, and to hit the al-Mustakhbal party future, in its weakest spot, that is, the radical Sunni base. Al-Mustakhbal, unlike Hezbollah, which is a revolutionary party that has been successful in mobilizing and infiltrating the Shia community and uniting the pious middle class and poor youth, to use Gilles Capel's terms, is a party of prominent figures which can only maintain the loyalty of the impoverished Sunni base through cronyism. By encouraging the emergence of a radical Sunni movement openly hostile to the pro-Western posturing of al-Mustakhbal, while simultaneously being strangely silent about its enemies, namely Hezbollah, Iran, and Syria, Damascus forced the Senora government to go to war with part of its notional grassroots At the time, Hezbollah's views on Fatah al-Islam had little to do with its current anti-Takfiri rhetoric. Hezbollah was delighted to see its political opponents in difficulty, describing the army's entry in a Palestinian refugee camp as a red line and refusing to call army casualties martyrs, as the rest of the Lebanese media were doing at the time. Very soon after the revolution began, as people began to take up arms, and the regime realized that the uprising was not just a passing phenomenon, but a profound crisis capable of causing its downfall, Damascus began to exert pressure on Democrats by favoring radicals. At the start of the revolution, I was invited to speak at a martyr's funeral, the ex-MP and opposition figure Riyad Saif told me. I warned against two traps Assad would lay recourse to arms and sectarian war. And even then, I had not seen Al-Qaeda coming. The technique is a classic one seen in many previous conflicts. The Russians backed the Islamists within the Chechen guerrillas to cause them to split apart. The Israelis have long allowed Hamas to prosper with the hope of weakening the Palestine Liberation Organization. Even Hafez al-Assad himself had outflanked the Islamists by outmaneuvering them to their right and allowing the activities of extremely conservative but non-Jihadi Salafists, who promoted quietism, to counter the Muslim Brotherhood's influence. From the summer of 2011, detainees held for their alleged Jihadi activities began to be released. In all, there were more than a thousand of them, and it seems that many of the current upper echelons of the hardline fundamentalist groups benefited from this amnesty. Abu Mohammed al-Julani, the leader of Jabkut al-Nusra, Al-Qaeda's official franchise in Syria, may have been among these released prisoners. Aaron Lund, editor of the website Syria in Crisis, thinks the regime has done a good job of turning the revolution into an Islamist revolution. The releases from Sahidnaya prison, 50 kilometers north of Damascus, which is one of the main political prisons in central Syria, are a good example of this. Assad was able to claim these early releases were part of a general amnesty, but it seems to have gone much further than that. This regime does not carry out random acts of kindness. In January 2014, Nawaf al-Faris, a former chief in military intelligence, Amna al askari one of the many Syrian intelligence services, gave a sensational interview. Having deserted after twelve years in the Secret Service apparatus, he revealed that the regime did not just open the door to the prisons and let these extremists out— It facilitated them in their work by helping them set up armed units. This four-month release program was supervised by the Directorate of General Security and lasted until October 2011. The prisoners were carefully selected. Those with a known commitment to human rights and democracy remained in jail while the radicals went free. One of the most famous was Zahan Alush, who founded the most powerful anti-Assad group in the Damascus area as soon as he was freed, and became well-known for his violently anti-Shia rhetoric. The Daily Telegraph quoted this former agent as saying, The regime wanted to tell the world it was fighting al-Qaeda, but in fact the revolution was peaceful in the beginning, so it had to create an armed Islamic revolt.